0: So I'd love to say thanks to Ashling for having us here in her delightful kitchen with the purple aga in the background and her daughter Kate having just made a pot of porridge and tuna which is new and on me. <laughs> um, so Ashling's house is a real home and as an estate agent I've walked in and out of hundreds of homes over the last two years and it's more the exception than the norm that you come into a home that you feel is fully lived in that has energy flowing to every corner that there is life and love and harmony and a productive life getting lived in it. It's rare enough that I'd find that. So uh, because Ashling's home is such a home, I thought I'd come along and just see, are there any secrets? Are there any principles that we can all take away um, or to learn from? And one thing I would say to Ashling is that, as you know, our own house is on the market at the moment. Yes. And yesterday, while its sale agreed and everything, and it's been a long time since we've had a public viewing of it, Yesterday, the viewers wanted to come back into the house to have a look. Oh, yes. And I was interested to see, well, what do I do? You know, the house is fairly tidy anyway, but what do I do when viewers are coming in that's different to when I'm in the house? So I noticed that I lit the fires, where I wouldn't probably light the fire for myself on my own. I'm just going to close over that door there. Um, I... uh, I went out to the garden and I picked something green to put in each of the rooms, not necessarily a flower, but just a plant, and it just brought a bit of life into each of the rooms, mm-hmm. and counters that were generally tidy, I tidied properly, you know, the things that were 80% clear, I made 100% clear, yes. towels in the bathroom that were clean, but just any old way, I folded up, and just at the end of an hour I thought, oh my gosh, that actually makes a difference. Yes and I wonder is that being homely or not but it's definitely taking time so when I come to your house I find that I think you've always taken that time I don't know would you think that you spend a lot of time keeping your house homely or tidy or how much time do you spend keeping your house do you think in a day
1: wow that's very hard to say I'd say I spend a lot more than I think Yeah. I'm I'm constantly putting stuff away getting rid of stuff trying to make it nice for Mm. myself so there you know We've got six of us in the house, mm-hmm. so and it's not a big house, so it's very well used. Like we use every corner of it.
0: Okay, so can I just describe your house for people in case they okay. so get a picture of it? We're in a red brick Victorian house. It's technically a four bed. It's a three bedroom house with an yep. attic conversion, yep. and there are four children and Ashling and her husband. And Ashling isn't a full time homemaker. She is uh, someone who is both running a very busy and successful happy family. Also running her business, My Second Spring, which is a resource website for people and women, particularly in midlife. And um, generally an inspiration <laughs> and a great gardener. So just to give you a sense that that's where we're around, a three, three bedroom, red brick, end of terrace, Victorian house in Dublin, Ireland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing... That I would say, well, first, one thing that I would say about this house is that it has uh, grown with us. You know, our requirements when we first bought the house were very, are very different in lots mm. of ways from, from now. So when you bought the house, how many of you were house, there? Um, 19 years ago, more or less, to the day. Wow, congratulations. And, yeah, so it's coming up to our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, we had uh, a toddler and a two-week-old baby right. when we moved in. right. Um, and and the, what condition was the house in? The house was um, very dark. We, we, we were, mm. I thought we were very lucky because the estate agent did a terrible job. Excellent. There, there were plants growing all over the front door. You couldn't really see it properly. Right. The front garden was completely overgrown. Mm. There was washing on the line in the back garden so that we had to kind of duck to get through it. And it was really, really dark and um, very unloved. It turned out the people who were selling it were actually, she was uh, working on a film. So she wasn't around and she'd given the whole job to the estate agent. And that was kind of a long story in itself. But anyway, the bottom line is that we felt very lucky that the house was not at all in tip-top shape. But you could see that, that there was potential.
0: Okay, so that meant you were quite brave then, because obviously a lot of people would have walked into this house then and walked straight out saying, oh God, no. Yeah, I
1: think a lot of people did, and that's why you got it, and that's why. But you know you you can get that sense of a house that you're going to get some value because it hasn't been maximised. Okay. So to us, that was a, a plus.
0: Okay, and were you both at one, like was one of you scared and the other one no, was, brave or were you both kind of on the same page? We were both at one
1: and it was a snap decision, we'd seen quite a lot of houses okay. but at the time when we looked at it, I was pregnant and we had a baby, uh, two, you know, two, not nearly two, so we took it in turns, um, Francis and I were both in the car, Anna Rose was asleep in the back seat mm-hmm. so we legged it in, one, I ran in, had a look, said yeah, good, he ran in, had a look, yeah, good. Right, and we knew we'd seen a lot of houses. I suppose. Okay, and it was across the road from a school that is a multi-denominational school that was emerging school. Mm-hmm. So that made a difference as well. We knew that the location was good from that point of view, and it was in our budget. And mm-hmm. actually, funnily, it's very similar to the house that we just we we just sold. Okay, there's some you know, and it's uh, that's a subconscious thing because it, <laughs> it, it this house is like a bigger version of our old house which is true. also a red brick victorian also a corner house. Yes, true. So I'm facing the same way, I'm facing, facing the same orientation. Way. Yeah. 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 So that's and I think that's not unusual for people no. to find themselves in there are similarities. Right, but you hadn't consciously made no, that it decision. It wasn't a conscious thing, it was only when we realized afterwards. And the thrilling thing about it at the time was that we spent very little more money. We only spent about an extra 10,000. To get from one house to the other. Okay. Because we moved out a little bit, yeah. like half a mile, maybe. Mm-hmm. Would you say half a mile? Yeah, We moved out half a mile, and as I say, the house was not um, in maximum condition, whereas we had put a big marketing effort into our old house, and made a big write-up in the paper, and there was a huge amount of interest, because it was very it's an unusually close to the centre city home, yeah. and it was very much presented as a home. Okay, so you did the very sensiblest
0: thing, and I wouldn't doubt you, in that you bought a house that wasn't well presented, yeah. made it into a beautiful home, maxed it out for sale, yeah. and then went and bought a wreck that was badly presented. Yeah. Not... But it wasn't a wreck. Like, no, it wasn't it was a wreck. wreck. Was... Okay,
1: perfect. It didn't need piles of structural work. Yeah. It just was badly nice presented. Floorboards, for example, the bedroom mm-hmm. upstairs, the lovely floorboards painted maroon. Right. And the bedroom next door, the floorboards were painted yellow or something. The mm-hmm. And the doors, nice doors painted green and purple that okay. kind of stuff and there was a bedroom that was divided in in two mm-hmm. um with a corridor so and we could see that 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 should be one big front facing our bedroom that's a okay. big bedroom so there are a few small enough structural things that needed to be done okay but you could see that um by not doing a huge amount you could change the house greatly excellent so when you had and
0: i can really hear that you were savvy buyers and that you knew what you wanted and you knew what was a major thing and not a major thing but you said you'd looked at a lot of houses before you had bought this
1: mm-hmm.
0: and when you looked at the other houses were you always looking within your price range or did you
1: we actually were prepared to spend a bit more than we ended up spending on this house right um, so yeah we were pretty much within our price range we, we didn't you know I, I had said of course that I wouldn't buy a house that didn't have a garden a big garden and I wanted it to be south facing, so mm. we ended up buying this house. That we're very, actually very happy with, but it isn't south facing, and it doesn't have a big garden. Even though I like gardening, so so we did. We definitely compromised, but um, we we knew we were compromising, and, and they are the are the right compromises. The location was very important to us. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I, when you say that, I, I think that's a very interesting point because I think people sometimes have a list of things mm-hmm. that they absolutely need to have in house. And to me, I think that's a mistake. I don't think you can ever get a list of things mm-hmm. ticked off. I think what you need to have is one absolute non-negotiable thing. Yeah. And for you, knowing you, and the listeners won't obviously, but you're kind of a city girl. You mm. don't expect you to be on your bike and walking around and yeah. community living, you want to be yeah. plugged in. Yeah. So I would have said... And this is putting words in your mouth that one non-negotiable thing for you was to be within walking distance of lots of places. Yeah, location was
1: key, even though we felt like we were moving out. I mean, we're still very central, but yeah. compared to where we had been, right? we felt we were moving out. But the other big thing really was the uh, an educate together school, because it's quite difficult to find an educate together school. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that school was across the road, um, that was major. And as I said, we had um, small children and it was thinking ahead. For mm-hmm. their school,
0: okay. So you moved in. There was yourself and Francis. You were mm-hmm. expecting a baby, and you had a sleeping baby in the car. Yes, in, or a, a yes. baby already. Yeah.
1: So, did you do work to the house before you moved in? Or? Yes, we did. We um did we did some work to the house. We sold our own house, then we had to rent for okay. for about two months, mm-hmm. three months. Was that hard to do? Uh, no, in itself, it was it was quite exciting. It was an adventure, um, but I uh, it was a bit frazzled at a certain point I do remember being in hospital choosing uh, wallpaper
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing the decisions isn't it that's it they all have to come
1: yeah and then I also remember um having a very uh, when Kate who's then when we by the time we moved in she was two weeks old um she did spend a lot of the time in a corner with wallpaper around her you know that had been stripped off Walls. Mm-hmm. She, she was a bit of a building site baby. Right, no about that. Right. I was talking to builders, and she was in the corner in a carry tot. Um, you know, whereas. You know, First baby takes twenty four hours of your day. Next thing you've got this baby
0: who's a part time, part time. But I'd love to talk to you about the decisions for doing your house because I think that is an area where people can feel completely overwhelmed and at Mm -hmm. sea. And certainly, I know when I first when we I got married and we bought our house, I just hadn't a clue where to start Mm -hmm. with colors, patterns, no colors, no patterns. I felt there was an objective right thing I should be doing, not really necessarily making a house to suit myself, but I should be doing something objectively correct from a design yeah, point of view. Yeah, I
1: know exactly. How did and, you feel um, How hell, did you approach it? we were very it? lucky with our first house that there was very bold use of colour. So we got used to very bold use of colour and we really liked the, the, the walls as we bought them in the first house. So I um, spoke to someone I knew, I know, who, who is an interior designer and i got advice on colors perfect because I, I i i just think I, and I i would do it every time now yeah. there are experts out there mm-hmm. who will save you the bother and i've done lots of things myself intermittently but I both times I've used an expert I have not regretted any bit of it mm-hmm.
0: and when you say you had a friend did you say you had a friend who was an interior designer yeah, or yeah did and you? I paid her I like, paid her
1: she was a student really yeah. interior design student at the time mm-hmm. so I just asked her to come in I knew roughly what I wanted so I just mm-hmm. asked her to choose a colour for the front room the, the uh, sitting the living room and the kitchen
0: okay so you asked her to choose colors for the walls say yes and how about the flooring were you going to choo- change that no I,
1: I, I had an idea like there was a carpet on the whole stairs that we were keeping um and we, I we liked um, boards bare boards bare boards okay boards. so you, so you we knew going, what your approach okay yeah so yeah. that that was all kind of from our last house that was mm-hmm. in, in keeping. Um but, so I just asked her to choose um four colors for me, I think mm-hmm. and that was really, really helpful, great and useful um so then there are certain things that we knew we needed to do, like the kitchen was in good nick, but it was it was you know the the cupboards were painted green mm-hmm. uh, dark green, so we just painted them cream. okay, so you didn't them. change the they were good solid wood mm-hmm. you know, it was a solid kitchen that and they'd put it in quite recently, right, so things like that. You know, it's amazing what uh, changing the lino and actually we, we replicated we had lovely black and white square um flooring in our old kitchen, in our first mm-hmm. house. So we we got black and white squares for our lino when we came here. Okay. Next Great. So there are a few ideas that we yeah. carried with us mm-hmm. um because they were our comfort zone and the so things that we liked.
0: So that's really important to know that Painting the units gave the kitchen a yeah. huge lift. Yeah, Probably more than kitchen. you expected. Yeah. Yes, it okay. Did you change the counter or just the units? Uh, just, the units. just the units. Okay, um. so you painted the units, put in fresh flooring. Yeah. Um, and did, do you feel the space suited you? Were you Were you happy with the space? Yeah. Or were you just within budget with the space?
1: Um, well, I'm always thinking about the budget, so I'm always mm. being very practical about it. But, uh, yeah, so you know, we were within budget at the time. And the one big thing we did... The, oh no! We didn't do anyway by degrees, and we did other things. But um, we we as we got as we got a budget, we did things like we converted. The, the, there was a bathroom in the attic, mm-hmm. but the. the there was no bedroom, and there was potential for a bedroom. Okay. So after a couple of years, we, put, uh, we converted the attic to make another bedroom.
0: Right. And is it officially a bedroom out of interest, or is um, it just I a think it's no, it not wouldn't be classified yeah. as a bedroom. But it's an attic space that a, you can... It's
1: the ensuite, it's the penthouse. Oh, right, okay. It's got the view, <laughs> it's got everything, but I don't know if it, the estate agent would, um, or if we were mm-hmm. selling the house, we mm-hmm. might have to sell it as a three-bedroom house, but yes. we're not um, thinking really like that, we're thinking about our own use of the house.
0: Okay. So you have moved into the house. You have, you've changed the kitchen. You've changed the wall paint. You've stripped back the floors, perhaps, and just varnished yeah. them. Is you've created an extra bedroom in the attic?
1: Mm-hmm, after a little bit. Of after time, a little yeah. bit of time, is there anything else you did to? Um, we we, the kitchen was never quite right. It was very narrow and long. And um, so eventually, we like was you know classically we should have done this first. But mm. but as I say, our family was was small then, so mm-hmm. it wasn't such a big deal. Yeah. So now, uh, so fast forward ten years, um, we realised that we could probably do it with more bathrooms, mm-hmm. and also that the, the it was, we had a kitchen extension with a felt roof, so the roof needed to be replaced, mm-hmm. and our garden wall was also our dividing with the neighbour's wall was. In badnik mm-hmm. so we embarked on a project to do um to take the wall to fix the wall and to fix the roof and we had a fantastic builder who came in on the first day and said to us i don 't know why you 're not extending out to the the boundary wall mm-hmm. with that you know with that kitchen mm-hmm. so um we were just preparing for a small job, but he convinced us within one second that we should do this, so we went ahead.
0: Wow, and, and where did
1: you get the builder? Can I ask? Was it word of uh, mouth? Or had you seen word of mouth? And he had done small jobs for us already, and he had gone out then on his own. But mm-hmm. he he was um, Ukra- Ukrainian here. He is Ukrainian. He is a very smart man. Like he's, mm-hmm. um, I think he's a he's certainly a structural engineer. You know, he's very well qualified. He's a very um, He's just a, a brilliant um, head and his shoulders. Very precise. Mm-hmm. Got a good visual eye as well as technical know-how.
0: Right. So it was in fact the builder who told you what your yeah. extension was going yeah. to be. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Really.
1: Yeah. And it was like we had we had moved uh, because we were knocking down the kitchen. Or sorry, because we were doing the kitchen roof. We had moved a lot of stuff into storage, mm-hmm. so um, we at least we had, you know, we were prepared for some work, mm-hmm. but we weren't expecting to be doing a full job. But the first thing he had, he did for us then was to move our old kitchen units mm-hmm. into the front sitting room, and he plumbed the dishwasher into the un- downstairs loo, and we moved our we lived in the front of our house while the back. Excellent Um, was was um, was in in operation. So that's a brilliant tip. You can actually stay in your own house and just use a different room as your kitchen if you've got. It was actually very exciting to have a new perspective. You're looking out onto the front street.
0: Absolutely, I think that is so true. Brilliant. Putting a couch in a different room or put yep. changing the use of room is yeah. amazing yeah. how the It, it was very
1: temporary in that the as I say, the dishwasher was in the downstairs loo. That's who so you literally sit in the loo and stack the shop. Not very hygienic uh, <laughs> <Munich>. oh, <God. laughs> but was only a very temporary measure. Wow. But um he did a fantastic job and so then we ended up with this brilliant big kitchen living room which you know we've had it for ten years now, and it was it's the best thing we ever did. And I don't know why, and I do know why we didn't do it straight away. It's mm-hmm. because we, I suppose, we didn't know that we needed it, and also we would have considered it a very expensive job. It would have been wouldn't have been within the budget at the time.
0: Right, and was it that time when you did that job that you got all of this this island kitchen? Yeah. And, okay, yeah. so really, your house totally changed then you had a basically a galley kitchen it's literally
1: like a new house it's
0: like a new house it feels like a new house so you went from having a galley kitchen at the back to knocking out your back dining room to be taken to go as far as the neighbour's wall and take in the kitchen and created a the main room in the house. Yeah. And as an estate agent, this is the room yeah. that will sell this house. Yes. And this is the room that everyone wants, the major. Yeah. But not only did it give you this room, but it seems to have given you back the other two rooms in well, a way. Well, yeah, or it, um,
1: this, this house is a funny shape. So by squaring off this kitchen mm-hmm. living area, we gained a triangular uh, utility room, which is wow. absolutely fantastic. It's just a strange... Uh, shape, yes, but I, can see but I remember him showing me just the geometry. Um, Yuri, the builder, mm. just saying, So, if you do this and you could have this triangle, would you like it this wide or that wide? We had to go by the seat of our pants, like right, was, okay. You're where making just you, where, where would you go like the wall, right? Or one morning he came in and said to me, How many How many windows, how many skylights would you like? And I said, I don't know, three. And mm. he said, No, 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 you couldn't possibly um, support three. I said, Okay, well, then two, mm. you know? <laughs> so it was like that. And it was, um, but I had total faith in him. Mm. And he showed us, he was doing work on another House and there were fantastic double doors, so we went up and had to look at those double doors, and mm-hmm. then he put the double doors in here. So, so he, we were very much led by him, okay. and also then we had um, Natasha helping us with the interior design of the kitchen, mm-hmm. which is very crucial, right? Because that's what I would
0: love to talk to you about. Yeah. It's, it's a quite a daunting prospect when mm. you are going to have a new kitchen. Well, how do you approach it? Or for me, who's not a cook, you are mm. a cook. You've done the baccalaureate course, so you probably knew what you definitely wanted. What was a what was must-have in your kitchen when you were designing um, it?
1: Must-have? Well, I, I, you know, I, I worked in a very... In our first house, I'd worked as a caterer um, with a very small space, like one very good um, worktop, mm-hmm. marble worktop, and some shelves underneath. So I know that you don't need a huge amount of space, and I love um, the galley kitchen. I like small kitchens, really. Right. So I wanted a small enough working area okay. you know, so that I'm stepping... From because I'd done catering and I'd been in a lot of kitchens where you're walking mm-hmm. a lot, okay. so I didn't want to walk. I wanted okay. to step right. from the uh, from the cooker to the to the sink. That's uh, important.
0: Have I heard that there's a kind of a triangle, an idea? Yeah. Okay, what's the work triangle? Uh, in the, kitchen? the work
1: triangle. I'm not sure. I think it's between it's between the it must be the fridge cooker. And, no, the sink, sink, sink cooker fridge. Is it? it certainly that looks like that would be, be yeah
0: that's, well that's where you yeah. want to be definitely sink and cooker look like they need to be very close yes.
1: and uh natasha is brilliant at making me understand because i remember we put um this is uh, natasha who helped me design the kitchen and um, we put cup- uh, cupboards in our bedroom at one stage and uh, she got me to measure Francis's shoes because it was his shoe cupboard and i thought this mm. is very unbelievable, like his shoes. And the, well, that is the most logical thing you could do ever. Absolutely see how can- his shoes are going to fit into the cupboard. That may, that'll determine how many cubby holes you can have. Um, so that uh, I, I thought through what appliances I want, what I want to be doing in this kitchen, where I want things, and then worked back from that. And I love
0: that idea. And it's ex- I remember you saying that about Francis' shoes, and yeah. it stuck with me. I thought, what? Yeah. I can yeah. design my house yeah. to suit For me. me? Yeah. What? Oh my God, I don't know why I thought that was such a novel concept, given yeah. that we all spend so much money on our houses yeah. buying them, why do we think it's outrageous to design a cupboard to suit your own yeah. needs? So so you, you took your lesson from his shoes to make your kitchen actually fit your appliances and your yeah. cupboard. Right. And also,
1: I'd always had a fantasy about owning an aga, so mm-hmm. um, the aga was one of the key things. And it... It's not typical. We're not a typical house. We're, it's kind of a small mm-hmm. red brick house. Mm-hmm. You expect mm-hmm. agas to be in grand mansions and manors. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. you know, it's an expensive thing. Mm-hmm. So it's really based on expense. So if you're prepared to pay the money, you can mm-hmm. have an aga in a house like this. Whereas mm-hmm. I didn't know if I had permission to have an aga. Yeah, I
0: totally you know? understand. Yeah. And this is what I really wanted to... I, I'm so glad to have this discussion about because it is giving yourself permission to have exactly the kitchen. And my favourite colour And the colour things you want. and a purple aga. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: thrilled to see it there. Yeah, and I so get it. Yeah. And then, so the aga is the you know best thing we ever did. Like, yeah. yeah. It's the heart and soul of the kitchen, the house mm-hmm. and the family. Like is when the aga goes off, everyone's going, where's the aga? What's, what's going on? We can't, right. we can't function. Right. So And also, you know, from a very practical point of view, this is an extension. So it could mm-hmm. be quite cold. Yeah. So Oh, very important point. Um, so we, we're kept warm by our aga as well as like we all like cooking. So we're all... Um, it's constantly in use and it saves you having a good few other appliances as well like a toaster electric kettle those Mm -hmm. kind of things Mm -hmm. anyway that's a whole separate issue viaga okay so you you,
0: you're you're the bare bones of your kitchen you got great advice from your builder on and it was a bit seat of the pants as you were doing it but you felt in good hands with him yeah and also with Natasha she was a good advisor you had a good experience yourself cooking so you knew you didn't want to be walking all the time in your kitchen. You gave yourself permission to have a few treats, like yeah. the aga, and you yeah. went for purple. Why not? Now, things like the actual um, work... We'll say, let's go from the floor up to the work surface. What flooring did you go for in this kitchen?
1: Um, we went for, I think it's semi-solid wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, a wooden floor. Okay. Um, it's pretty solid, but it's not solid-solid. Mm-hmm. Um And again... Um, Sorry, so the the flooring is is semi-solid. It's very bright because of these two big skylights. Um, And then...
0: So we've got semi-solid wooden flooring. Then just to go up to the walls, the whole back wall of the kitchen is glazed with big sliding folding double doors. It's a bright room with two skylights in the window. Then the walls...
1: The walls are just very plain. You know, I think we'd used an... We had had a design plan from an architect which was going to require planning permission. The, like this, this the way we chose the size and height means that we're within planning, mm-hmm. so we didn't yeah. have to go for planning under permission. forty square we're meters. Able to go okay, for it. yeah. Um, whereas if we'd gone with the architect, he was suggesting windows. Along the outside wall, which mm-hmm. would have required um, planning. planning. Okay. So we worked, we, we very much wanted to avoid all that delay and all that trouble. So we, we measured our heights, mm-hmm. um, which is one point, I don't know what it is, meters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the, the correct height, again, mm-hmm. within planning permission and boundaries. Um, and then, so everything's very simple, very straightforward. So we wanted to have a kitchen. We had, a, we, had a, we had a dining table, and actually this kitchen is built around the dining table. You see, <laughs> we well, had, see, had a dining table. T- the dining table.
0: <laughs> they seem to have been there.
1: <laughs> the ta- we had this great table, which um, Francis inherited from a, a, um, a job that he was involved with. Anyway, it's a great um, old, uh, it's not probably, anyway, it's a mahogany uh, oval dining table, and it has a great dynamic. So really, when we're measuring out the kitchen, we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out can we fit the table? And the table had actually gone into storage because as you know, we weren't planning to do this big job. So we didn't even know. So We had to guesstimate the size of the table okay. and then figure out how we would get the table to fit within you know, the, the space that was left over after the kitchen. So there's a bit of guesstimating going on. And you just said the table has great dynamic.
0: Just to, will you say a bit more about what uh, you mean I there? think
1: that oval tables are good because you can have uh, a conversation with everybody at the one time if mm-hmm. you've got eight or ten people around the table. Yeah. But also you can have you can break up into smaller groups if, if you want to. Okay. If you want to. Yeah. Um. I just this table just always has had a nice atmosphere. Mm. I think round tables are good. Mm. Um. But you can just fit a little bit, few more people at an oval Okay. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So you, we have our floor, we have our walls, we have our glazed back wall. Now the units themselves, a lot of people go a bit mad about units, and we've seenmatic kitchens yeah. that you can spend yeah. forty thousand on, or you have well, yeah, what kind have of units do you have here? Uh,
1: view on that because you have a strong that, view. Yeah. Great, we love them. Um, because all, because I looked at kitchens of all price ranges at the time. Mm-hmm. So very expensive kitchens essentially have an MDF. Carcass.
0: Okay, so the carcass is made out of MDF, multi-density whether, whether, whether
1: you go for expensive or cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're... It's really about the doors. Right. So you might spend a lot of money on solid wood doors, and mm-hmm. you would think that's a good thing to do. And I would have fallen into this category, like I want to get good doors and very solid and everything. But now I think, you know what, after 10 years, there's a good chance that I won't mind if these doors, they're cheaper, but you know, most of us want to change our kitchens within 10 or 20 years, Mm -hmm. and and they're 20 years old now, and they're, sorry, 10 years old, and they're going strong. Right. So So what are these doors? These are MDF, um, they're glossy, kind of cappuccino colour, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're very timeless, and they're absolutely fantastic. But I am really glad that we. So we only spent a couple of thousand where we could have spent tens, tens of, thousands. of thousands. Okay. And it's. I don't think we would have had any more enjoyment out of the mm-hmm. tens of thousands because a friend was doing her kitchen at the same time. So I spoke to. I. We had totally different approaches. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that we ended up any. With totally less different off. kitchens. We'd, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then the
1: the countertop
0: here. The countertop.
1: I was prepared. I I was happy to spend money on that because. Um, I love the fact that you don't have to mind this countertop. It's quartz, mm-hmm. white quartz. Uh, it uh, you know if you put a hot pot onto it, it's not going to damage it. Okay. If you cut a lemon with the sharp knife, you're not going to damage Scratch it. Scratch it. Okay, lovely. So, so it's so
0: like one big worktop as well as like, like one big chopping board as well as. Yeah, just a very it's not particularly bright, good for your knives. No, but
1: um, <laughs> it means that you, you never have to mind because I want. I like to use things to the Mm -hmm. the max. I don't want to have to mind anything, protect it, worry about it. I want everyone to be able to, I don't want to have to be looking over, careful, you know, you might, don't chop that on that or put that over there. You know, hot pots. So it's hot pots, chop your lemon, whatever you need to do. And
0: we know that Yuri helped you with the bear bones of the kitchen and Natasha helped you. What what was Natasha's input? Let's say as an um, interior was really designer, out, and architect.
1: She, I suppose an interior architect was what she was doing. So she was helping with the dynamic. Hmm. For example, I would probably have put the kitchen into the top right corner. Okay. Whereas she made sure that our um, central unit, you can walk all the way around it. Oh right. And that changes the dynamic. And she put the bank with the fridge and cupboards over to one side, whereas mm-hmm. I might have made that as part of a more enclosed kitchen. Okay. She kind of opened it up. Right, that was very useful advice really to get, easy. a really yeah. timely bit of advice. And another, sorry, very timely thing that happened, because of our, as I said, our higgledy-piggledy approach, um, I had um, made a mark, I, I could see in the concrete slab a water pipe coming out, and I hadn't really paid too much attention to it. Then... The kitchen was installed and the sink was there. And next thing I realized, Natasha realized that, that is, it's in the wrong place. So mm-hmm. the whole sink worked up, the floor was in at this stage. Mm-hmm. It was all, say, so like you'd have to take one and a half paces between the, the AGA and the, the sink. Whereas okay. you only want to be able to take one pace. Right. So it was a whole half pace out. Right. And I, my attitude was, oh, what the hell? You know, we live with it. She said, no, no, I think you should think about it. And it was just a hard thing to face, having got the, you know, the counter was in, or I think the counter was in, the floor was in. It was looking like we were nearly getting there. Mm -hmm. We were were getting very close. So I I asked the, asked Yuri, okay, we've made a mistake. Uh, It was my mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really held my breath and thought, okay, uh, how are we going to do this? It's going to cost a fortune. We're going to have to take up the floor. We're going to have to redo everything. So I said, okay, can you just tell me how much will it be? That was 10 years ago. He said, "Um, 250. (laughs) And I thought, what are you talking about? 250,000? No, 25,000? Oh, no, 250 euro. Oh, okay. I just won't come here for two days. So I didn't come for two days. And they jackhammered and they lifted the floor, jackhammered it, fixed it all up, and that was it.
0: And the reason he decided not to go there because he just couldn't bear to see what looked like a very close to finished job getting undone and broken up.
1: And that, again, is a huge lesson. Don't Mm. look. And you need Mm. somebody like Natasha to Mm. say you need to do that. Mm -hmm. Because when you're emotionally invested, Mm -hmm. you're kind of thinking, oh, no, I can't face it. We're nearly there. Mm. It'll be grand. We'll Mm. be fine. And that's happened to me on two projects. And the crucial thing has been it's. is just to let go of the emotion, find out how much it's going to be. Because mm, you just assume it. that it's going to mm. be about the same price as mm. doing the job in the first place, mm-hmm. which, of course, it isn't. Mm. And to a builder, it's not a big deal mm. to take out a kango hammer. Whereas mm. to you or I, mm. it's a complete disaster. Yeah, in our
0: minds, we already are taking out the cango hammer, breaking it's it up. It's dust yeah. everywhere. The smashed
1: smashed up. got to replace everything that you've done. Mm. Whereas they just carefully lift things off, carefully you know, remove the floorboards, make the channel, fix it over it, and move it across. I came back in two days later and it was done. And it was oh. no big deal. Whereas it, it, it's, it would have been a very big deal every single day of our life in this kitchen if the dynamic mm. was wrong. Right, so and it was a hard decision. The dining room table wouldn't have fitted it right. properly. Because okay. it was all over. You know, what know. Re- re- this yes. way.
0: Right, I see what you mean. Anyway, so
1: that's a huge lesson. Just right. find out you know calm down Mm. ask about the money Mm. ask how much it is and you'll be usually very surprised by how it's not nearly as scary or as awful as you think
0: Mm. so that is that's very good advice and i don't know if you can remember this but can you remember how long this job took this kitchen job um it took uh about three months
1: three months okay that's really not a little bit less yeah. yeah That's not really that long because for the incredible we moved change the in me. kitchen mm-hmm. into the front room. Mm-hmm. We were able to live in the house until probably the last three weeks. We had to move out. Okay.
0: Um, so I'm trying to see can we deduce any principles from our conversation? And I think one is you were starting off with your kitchen plan. Probably it wasn't the wisest kitchen plan, but you were mm. wise enough to listen to your wise builder. Mm. So anyone else who's thinking of doing a kitchen now, would it be an idea at this stage to try and get a bit of wisdom into the plan, just to get someone to come along and try yeah, a the thing
1: is, sometimes I, my resistance to the wisdom was, mm. I think I had got architects' plans, and they were too elaborate. Okay. And, they, and I didn't want what they were mm. suggesting, and they were putting little gadgety bits in like a little you know gizmo thing design feature mm-hmm. whereas I just want a very straightforward functional mm. room and that's what we got going the way we, we mm-hmm. went about it so that is a bit of a conundrum and I know mm. that a lot of people would so if we'd taken as you say the, the advice. wisdom we would have gone with an architect who would have recommended a builder probably whereas we had our builder who we knew and mm. we trusted and he knew, he knew us and we knew him because he'd done a bit of he did odd jobs in the house like he built shelves for us and done a few things mm-hmm. for us before so maybe it's very particular i
0: wonder if Natasha had been involved at the early stage like just if yeah. you, would she an have been a good person maybe. an interior architect yeah. so if you're thinking of doing your kitchen it um. seems to me like a good person to talk to and to pay maybe a couple of hundred euros to... Mm-hmm. Is an interior architect mm-hmm. rather than an architect. Because mm-hmm. perhaps an architect, unless you want to do an absolute stonking big job, yeah. is going to overthink it and overdesign Possibly. it. Possibly. I suppose it Possibly, depends idea. Possibly, and it depends, thing. yeah. But maybe to consider talking to an interior architect. Yeah,
1: for, for me, personally, yeah. that that would be yeah. my approach. Like, And it, it's very... It's, um, I have to say it's very personal. Of course.
0: So we have our good... We our, So take advice. Think yeah. of your own idea, but then maybe... Use someone, not just your friends or family, because they mm. won't be good at people to necessarily mm. advise you unless it's their thing, but someone who knows space and who knows the dynamics, how wide counters are, mm. how much distance yeah. there should be. Someone who actually intimately understands that. Yeah. Take advice from them. Um, then give yourself a few treats to make yeah. it exciting yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, consider living in your house, not having to move
1: out. Mm-hmm. Um and allow yourself to uh, evolve with your house. Don't give out to yourself that mm-hmm. you didn't do the big kitchen job when you first moved in. Mm-hmm. Because when you first moved in, maybe you only had, uh, you know, a, a baby and a small child. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we've got four grown-up daughters, well, three grown-ups and us two. So you mm-hmm. know, they're now they're they're bigger bodies moving around the place. Mm-hmm. So and also, you know, we couldn't we wouldn't have made this same um, kitchen a few years ago because we would have had to have space for toys and prams and buggy high chairs and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah so allow it to be the house that suits you today and allow yourself to to evolve with the house mm-hmm. or with the house to evolve with you
0: great so listen i'd love to say thanks very much for sharing all of that with us i do think there's that
1: useful and there are definitely some tips in there for people who are thinking of doing a job on their kitchen or their house